0: I promise not to take too long. This week's been a crazy week as you can tell by looking around outside. As everybody knows, trees are down, tents destroyed. But God's on the throne, amen. He's in control. Have nothing to fear, not even fear itself. The only thing we need to fear is God. If you got your Bibles, Turn to chapter 8 in Proverbs, verse 22 through 36. I want to share with you this proverb. Your grandmother and I, where are you going? Oh, I just canceled it two minutes ago. She reinstated it. I've been overridden, overridden. I've been trumped. <laughs> All right. So, my wife and I, I was going to say your grandmother and I, your mother and I, I can say that to everybody here, mother-in-law and I, were she was, she was questioning me about wisdom in Proverbs. And I said, well, wisdom is just the Holy Spirit. And I was right. Because wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 8. And I'm not going to take too long today. Because we're having a family picnic after this. Verse 22 through 36. Do you know that the Holy Spirit of God was in the beginning? The Holy Spirit was in the beginning. And the Holy Spirit had a name. That name was called Wisdom. And it still is. Because the Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because the Lord is the same. And the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and the Spirit are one. Amen? It said here, the Lord brought me forth as the first of His works before His deeds of old. Do you understand that? The very first thing that came forth that God created was wisdom. The Holy Spirit. The very first thing, the Bible just made it clear. Before he started all of creation, before he spoke the heavens into existence, the Holy Spirit or wisdom was there. He said, The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. Where there were no oceans, where there were no oceans, I was given birth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was giving birth. Before He made the earth or its fields or any of the dust of the world, I was there when He set the heavens in place. When He marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when He established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when He gave the sea its boundaries, so the waters would not overstep his command and when he marked out the foundations of the earth then i was then i was the craftsman at his side i was filled with the delight day after day rejoicing always in his presence and delighting in mankind or excuse me Rejoicing in the whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, my son, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. This is the Holy Spirit. This is God talking. This is wisdom. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen, my son. He says, she says, do you know why they call wisdom her? Because it makes it more personal. Back in the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit, you think of the Holy Spirit as something coming down and being around us, and that we have to be in a certain place with God. In order to receive it, and we actually do, we got to have our hearts right with God. But here, they made it, in the Old Testament, they made the Holy Spirit more personal by giving her a name called Wisdom. Listen, my son, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Who listen to my instructions and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me. Watching daily at my doors. Waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds me, finds life. Whoever finds me, finds life and receives favor from the Lord but whoever fails to find me harms himself all who hate me love death proverbs 8:22 through 36 i want to read to you something from Eugene Peterson's book. It's called As Kingfishers Catch Fire. Eugene Peterson was a pastor of, I don't know how many years, many years. But these are some of his sermons. He says some people have the idea that the church and scriptures are, first of all, a warning. Don't do this, don't do that. Be careful about Be careful about that. You are in danger of this. Beware of that. They think religion is a series of red lights stopping us just when we are getting up to speed and about to arrive at some place. We live jerkily Alternately, accelerating and breaking. Does anybody feel that way? As things get going, then they got to slow down. A lot of you haven't experienced that yet in your lives. But you will, at times. I felt that way for 20 years, he says. And I am still not quite overthinking that the church is primarily interested in keeping me from making mistakes, from sitting, from going wrong. If that is what you think about church, he says, I hope to change your mind. The primary concern of what we are doing together in this Christian life is to help one another get into the whole thing, the full life, the fullness of living. Not leaving anything out or not settling for too little. He has a quote in here from a guy named Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was 61 when he wrote this in his journal. And this one really spoke to me. He said within, he's looking at himself. At his you know, he's just imagine yourself looking in a mirror and you're sixty-one years old. Alright? Everybody picturing that? Girls, you're picturing that? You're sixty-one years old. You're weathered. You're older, you got wrinkles. Your hair is a little grey. You don't move as fast as you do right now. Your joints are sore and you're achy. Man, you're losing hair. And you have hair we've never had hair. Like in your ears, and your nose, and your back. It happens. So everybody's got this picture. This guy he's he's looking at himself. He's self-analyzing himself and he says within, like in his heart, I do not find wrinkles. I don't find wrinkles in my heart. In other words, I still feel youthful. I don't find wrinkles and used heart. But what I find is unspent youth. unspent youth. One of the tasks of Proverbs is to create within us an imagination that is affirmative, that grasps the life that is given to us and makes the most of it. Not making the most money, not having the most fun, not making a big impression, but entering into the life on God's terms and living that life well. That's what we need to do. We need to live our lives well. Not to be consumed about making the most money. Not to be consumed about making a big impression or having the most fun. But actually living our lives well. Wisdom is the term that specializes in living well. Wisdom is the skilled living of truth every day. Every day reality. We are familiar with the way skills work in specialized areas. In other words, you could be a skilled guitarist. You could be a skilled dancer. You could be a skilled football player. You could have skills for work. These are all functions that can be observed and they can be admired. But wisdom is more wide ranging, wisdom expands our imagination. To realize that the base of all is that we've become skilled persons on the way to becoming artists of everyday life. Did you get that? Let me read that again. Wisdom is more wide-ranging. Wisdom expands our our imagination to realize that the base of all is that we become skilled persons on the way to becoming artists. Of everyday life. The aspect of God. That enables us to do this. Is the Holy Spirit. That is the way. That we will ever achieve anything. Is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God moving in us. To live God's life plan. In Proverbs. His Holy Spirit is given a name. Lady Wisdom. What that does is personalize the aspect of God so that wisdom is not just items of information or directions. It's not just good advice or a brilliant idea. Wisdom is God's Spirit working within us to fashion our lives into wholeness. In the actual environment in which we find ourselves. In all these circumstances. Let me say that again. Wisdom is God's spirit working within us. To fashion our lives in wholeness. We use wisdom every day we live. Every day. Every decision you make, you use wisdom. You know, I always wonder about the Holy Spirit. And I never really thought of it like this, of how much the Holy Spirit is actually with us. Every day of our lives, the Holy Spirit is with you, wherever you go. Because if you use wisdom in your decisions, then you're using the Holy Spirit wherever you go. So when you decide to get up in the morning to go to work, that's wisdom. That's wise. You're in communion with the Holy Spirit. When you make your kids breakfast in the morning, that's wisdom. When you obey your parents, that's wisdom. That's all the work of the Holy Spirit. No, it's not obey your husband. They should obey your husband, but your husband should also treat their wives like the church, like God loves the church. That's all wisdom. Every day we use wisdom and we walk with the Holy Spirit. We don't even realize it. You don't even realize it. Most of you don't even think about it because you just get up and you start doing these things. It is more common... The Holy Spirit is closer to you than you think. Wisdom is closer to you than you think. You use it in your neighborhood and you're talking when you're talking to people. When, you, when you're thinking of thoughts. When you're in communication with somebody and you don't want to offend them, that's wisdom. When you give somebody advice, that's wisdom. When you help somebody out, that's wisdom. That's the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, you have to look at the word of you have to look at the Holy Spirit and wisdom is one because they are one, they're one and the same. There's no difference. even Paul said it in second Corinthians chapter three verse 6. He said, he has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter but of the spirit or wisdom. for the letter kills but the spirit gives life. In Proverbs, it says that wisdom gives life. Wisdom and the Holy Spirit are the same. They give life. There is no difference. By personalizing wisdom as a woman, lady wisdom, we find ourselves listening to a person rather than following a handbook of our instructions. Right? That's why they gave the name. It's easier to follow instructions from somebody personal than than a handbook for some of us. Most of us. Although I do need written instructions sometimes. So I can go back and refer to. Not wisdom in a book, but wisdom in a person. Here's how Lady Wisdom introduced herself to us. said, The Lord created me at the beginning of His work, the first of His acts of old. We read that in Proverbs 8, chapter 2, 22. This is wisdom speaking. The Holy Spirit self-described. The story of creation follows. The identification and lays out the richness And vastness of God's work. The actual environment in which we are living in right now. Wisdom was there. Do you see what Lady Wisdom is doing within us? It's describing a life in its most complete form. So we will live complete. Not a religious piece. Not a work piece. Not a social piece. But the whole thing. As we get a sense of this, it is what we learn to designate faith. Life becomes coherent, it holds together in short. Life is marvelous. There is wonder at every turn. And you guys are going to start to experience that as you get older. And even you guys, life is marvelous. There are experiences at every turn of your life. And even for Joe and I, as we're older, we got new experiences to experience that we haven't experienced yet. And it's exciting. And it's not just exciting, it's marvelous. That's why it's called the golden years. Got something to look forward to, Joe. The golden years. No one has even begun to exhaust the possibilities. You don't have to remind me that there are great tragedies, heartbreaking defects, crushing guilt, an empty desert still ahead. Did you, did you understand that? This guy has experienced all these things. Eugene Peterson has experienced all these things. He's experienced heartbreak. He's experienced defeat. He's experienced guilt. He's experienced deserts in his life. He's experienced the mountains and he's experienced the valleys, just like all of us. That's all part of life. That's all part of shaping your character. That's all part of living. The human experience even includes evil as well. Ungodliness as well. Beauty as well. Peace as well. Not only of things that are possible... That we can uh, ad- admire to or, or strive for. Not only are things that are possible like that, and also things that have failed, there's no difference. The Holy Spirit or Lady Wisdom is present always. Not only to make it possible, but for us to experience the fullness, the wholeness of living. Can you imagine if I went through my whole life and have never experienced any joy? I would be missing out on something, wouldn't I? Can you imagine if I went through my whole life and never experienced any heartbreak? I would miss out on that feeling of heartbreak. Or failure. Or succeeding. That's all part of us living every day. That's all part of us leading on God. That's all part of us Walking with the Holy Spirit. That's all part of living a full life. Experiencing all these things. If I if I never got hurt or cut, I would never experience pain. I'm not saying that that's a great thing. It'd be great not to experience any pain. But if I've never experienced defeat... Or winning. I wouldn't know what that would be like. That's all part of living a full life. Amen. And God wants us to live a full life. A full life. He wants it. He wants us have everything possible to to feel fullness and you know what there is no real fullness in life apart from the Holy Spirit apart from wisdom there is no fullness in material things there's no fullness in money There's no fullness in chasing after false gods, going from one to another to another. There's only fullness and wholeness in a life walked with Christ and the Holy Spirit. These people that are billionaires and millionaires are miserable, a lot of them. They can have anything they want, but they lack one thing. That is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the wholeness of living for God. And the fullness for living for God. And you can only have that. You can only have that peace through Christ. It is, not, it is no use shutting our eyes. To it, saying it does not exist. It is no use wallowing in it and saying there is nothing we can do about it. It must be faced, and Lady Wisdom is here to face it with us and make it possible to deal with it, or so that it becomes the right stuff for realizing wholeness. Still, the primary message, shouted and sung. In this passage by Lady Wisdom. Is that life is good. Don't settle for anything less. Than the whole thing. Like what Waldo Emerson said. Don't feel like you have not spent your whole youth. Or exhausted your energy on living. I don't find wrinkles. And a used heart, but unspent youth. Don't permit anybody to rob you with a counterfeit substitute. Don't drop out of the race. Don't neglect daydreams when you could be attentively experiencing. It says here, let me say that again because I read it wrong. Don't negligently daydream when you could be attentively experiencing. That right there is a powerful statement. A lot of people now are living in virtual reality, believe it or not. (laughs) I see hands moving. Believe it or not, a lot of people are living in a virtual reality. They're living in a dream, in a daydream. They create avatars in games. They get so wrapped up in them that they actually live in them and they are consumed with them. It is an addiction. I'm going to say it. It is an addiction. And it is powerful. But you know what? They're not experiencing what life, the fullness that God has for them. They're not, you're not experiencing the life that God has for you. When there's so much more out there to experience of all of his creation. There's more enjoyment out there. And you know how I know it's an addiction? Because I was an addict. And I know what being an addict is like. I know how when I am addicted to something, how time flies by, and you don't even realize it that, wow, that was, I have just spent 12 hours doing this or 24 hours, or 48, or 72, and days go by. And I have felt that same thing playing games. When I have sat down and I have played games with the family, and it's like, I feel like I just got started and I've been playing for three or four hours. I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. That is exactly how an addict feels when he's on drugs. Time flies by and you're like, Wow. It's three o'clock in the morning. I feel like I just got started. I gotta get up and go to work in three or four hours. Oh, I might not I shouldn't even go to sleep now. It's true. That's exactly how an addict feels. I know, I've experienced it. It's terrible. But that is no way to live a life. It is no way to raise your family in that kind of environment. Because you're not just robbing yourself of a wholeness of life, of living, but you're robbing them. And that's not what God intended. wisdom. Proverbs 4 Joe, you don't have this in there. But Proverbs 4 verses, 30, verses 10 through 17. He says, listen my son and accept what I say and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to the instruction and do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. God wants you to have the fullness of life that he has intended for you. And he's even telling you, listen... Guard it well, hold on to it, for it is your life, for our lives are but a vapor to him. They're like a flower that blooms one day and withers the next. Seventy eighty years, if you're lucky. It's short. So live your life to the fullness. Of what God has intended for you. Not the fullness of the world because you'll never be full. Listen to wisdom. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He says, hold on to it. For if you do, the years of your life will be many. Hold on to the instructions. Do not let it go. Guard it well for it is your life. What are they going to say about your life when you're older? And you look back. Oh. He was a good landscaper. Planted a lot of trees. stole a lot of pavers. Or are they going to say, is he a man that lived with integrity? He was honest. He helped others. He was giving. He lived the well life. I hear many people say, oh, boy, he's had a hard life. That guy's lived a hard life, he had a lot of things come up against him. Or he was a drunk, he was an addict, he was a alcoholic, he was an abuser, he abused his wife, drank like a fish, lived like hell. You know, that's one reason why your mother's father, Howard, was a well respected man. Because he lived a well life. He was giving, he lived a life with integrity. Love God, love the Holy Spirit, love to help people. He says here, Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. For they cannot sleep till they do evil, they are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say, listening closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. All these things, every day we have to choose to live a right life with God, to stay on that path, so that we can live the fullness of what God has for us. Amen? I don't know, but you guys should read some of the Proverbs. Just go through Proverbs and read it. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Then you'll realize how close the Holy Spirit is to us every day of our lives. It's not about a book of right or wrongs or coming to church and getting a spanking or getting punished. It's not about that. It's about living the life that we can fully live as Christians. in a godly way. It's about living a full life what God intended us for. Amen. I'm going to close with the prayer. Let's all stand up. Number 6 24 through 26. Annie, can you go back and check those I think they're pies <laughs> in the oven. That are beeping. Check them. Numbers 6, 24 through 26. It says this. Let's close our eyes and lift our hands. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace on all sides. And may you be blessed abundantly as you leave today. May you live and walk in the fullness that God has for you. And may you prosper. And may the work of your hands prosper. May you become an artist in what we do. Lord, help us to be all that we can be in you. Help us to become that artist, Lord God, that you've created us to be. I just pray this over each person here. And I pray your blessings in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.